Welcome to Pop On Leadership, a conversation with two friends who are obsessed with leadership development and the world of pop culture. So we decided to combine the two. I'm Kara Kirby. And I'm Virginia Martinez. We work with organizations all over the world to inspire and implement people-first practices. We're here to talk about navigating the workplace, and we do it through the lens of great television. Let's get into it. All right. I don't, I don't even know how we're going to be able to give this final episode, episode 12, so long farewell, justice, because there's so many callbacks and references to past episodes and past seasons. Recurring jokes are tied up so neatly and funny and heartfelt. Uh, We see like all, like the cast of characters that we've met throughout the past three years all have little spots in this um so many uh, not inside jokes but so many little like inside recurring jokes and you got and some are more subtle than others um it's such a beautiful episode how they wrapped everything up it's very well done absolutely and it's it's a little over an hour i think it's like what an hour and 15 minutes and the fact that they could do that in that time i can't imagine how editing must have felt for this episode, but it was, it was really beautiful. <laughs> um, oof. We got to talk All about right. it. We got to talk about it. And I, let's just talk about the episode. We don't need to talk about anything else. Yeah. I mean, at the core, you know, there's just like this question that comes up somewhere in the middle when Roy finally agrees to join the diamond dogs right Mm. or asks to be part of it it's this this question like can people change and that essentially is like we reflect on the three seasons of this show and we can be like yeah people do you know and and so that that conversation that diamond dog conversation at the center of this episode is almost like the rhetorical question that viewers are being asked because they've seen such amazing transformation through everybody. Yeah. And then Higgins coming in with a mic drop moment after that. <laughs> always. 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 Oh. All right. So we want to take it from the top. Okay. Uh the last episode ends at like Ted's got some big news. We know that he's basically gonna tell Rebecca that um he wants to go or whatever we're we're led to believe that he's gonna say like i i gotta go home i gotta leave um but episode 12 opens up with ted waking up and being in rebecca's kitchen i i'm i'm guessing they you know because so many fans were like ted and rebecca need to get together i'm like no they do not it is okay for there to be a platonic relationship not everything has to end in the love story like i think it's more beautiful that these two people are such good friends like that is a worthwhile friendship is a worthwhile relationship to write and have and celebrate not everything has to end up in kissy kissy you know so you have women writers on this show so they're not going to fail the bechtel 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 what is it they call bechtel test bechtel bechtel test yeah you have women writers are not going to fail the bechtel test The, the bechtel test basically is um like how many female characters are in a show or movie and do they have speaking lines and are there, is there like story 
and or dialogue about anything other than a man. And this passes it with flying colors. <laughs> a lot of movies, once you like look, do through, not no. Once you look through like the Bechdel test lens, you're like, wait, do I even know this character's name? And all she talks about is guys. Okay, so <laughs> like, yeah, did they assign? It's like basic, like, did they assign a name to the female character, <laughs> or is she just girl number one? <laughs> anyway, there's that. But obviously, it's it's not. But I think they had to sort of toy with all the fans who always wanted that for whatever reason. And it turns out, no, there was like a dangerous gas leak in the neighborhood. So him and Beard and Jane all crashed at Rebecca's house. Beard and his, what do we call that? Thong? A banana hammock? His thong? A yeah, banana. his banana hammock. Just. And we get to see Jane so weird. But um, this is how the so weird. this is how the episode opens up, and it's confirmed that Ted has sort of put in his resignation, and Rebecca is like, "I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, I'm, it's too soon. I don't, I don't want to admit that it's actually happening." <sighs> Nate is officially back. He's assistant to the kit man, and he is eating humble pie with a smile and a fork. Yeah, yeah, he's. And and they're they're not making they're not rubbing his face in it or anything. They're really welcoming to him and so happy he's back. Um, Let me ask you a question on that. How, how do you feel like? How do you feel about the storyline with Nate? Yeah, they didn't make it like it wasn't the biggest like season two. It's like all about Nate's you know turn to the dark side or what have you, but. Um, but this, it was like a more subtle storyline, but he was transforming behind the scenes, right? I was surprised that he didn't come back as a coach at first, mm. although we're led to sort of believe that he will eventually get back on the coaching team. I, I also wondered if it was like, whose idea was it for him to be assistant to the kit man? Like, did Nate suggest he start there to earn back the trust or because he wasn't ready for the stress of coaching quite yet after everything or did someone else say like you got to earn your spot again like I don't know I I thought about that because I thought it would be kind of weird I don't just like accepted him back immediately no that like or like I thought it would be kind of weird if Ted was punitive with him like Mm. okay you're back but guess what you're gonna start at the bottom like that didn't seem like Ted we don't know how that decision was made mind you right we don't know but um it i was it it makes me yeah it's like a question mark i'm like hmm if the, i don't think they'd be punitive with him i wonder if it was nate's nate's request to do that to kind of show the team that he's willing to be humble and appreciative yeah i thought that they i thought he was going to be more of a villain there was going to be more of an arc in this in this season, but there really wasn't. It was kind of like a very gradual him just kind of getting back to himself and becoming kind again. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. I didn't hate it. No, but last year we did hate him. I mean, like, you know, there it, it, it can't be the Nate show. It's, you know, Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's not Nathan yeah. Shelley. It's called Ted Lasso. But uh, no, I, I agree. There was, uh, it was sort of happening quietly and, and gets tied up with a bow and, um and instead of all the tension at the workplace, we also saw him, meet jade and that was nice yeah definitely um one thing with me is that he and ted are staring at the blank wall where the believe sign used to be 
Oh, that was a beautiful moment. And Nate apologizes and he's crying and um and Ted's like, isn't it funny? I when I look there, I still I feel like I can still see it. And Ted also says, you know, I I ripped that sign down a couple times too. Yeah. When I first first watched this episode the first time, when the team busts out into so long farewell from the sound of music, I I I. I had such a physical reaction. I fell off the couch and started crying. Oh, I, I, I love the sound of music. Um, um, but I just thought that was so sweet because they love, you know, he, he clearly has a soft spot for musicals. It was so cute. And the team is so proud of themselves. Because <laughs> usually it's Ted forcing them to do these like dance routines or whatever. So the fact that they, put it together on their own is is really sweet um i didn't cry this time but it was also the third time i watched this episode um <laughs> trent is finishing up his book which he originally titles the lasso way and he's like of course i can't finish it till the season ends but and he gives um ted and beard an advanced copy to read because you can make your marks but i'm not going to change anything <laughs> yeah Beard's like gets a red pen out, you know. He's like overly prosaic. <laughs> <Don't get him. laughs> um, oh my gosh. Um okay, Rupert is just like finally Rupert gets his comeuppance. He finally he not only is uh what's the word, caught in a terrible um scandal sexual harassment you know, finally someone's come forward and Rebecca had helped them or like, I think advised them or whatever, heard them out, gave them the confidence to come forward. So he's like in the papers for all the wrong reasons. He's coming a little undone and loses it at some point in the last game and goes down onto the field and pushes because he had to replace Nathan Shelley. So he places him with the coach that originally was coaching Richmond in that first episode who wore the tiny shorts and who Rebecca fires, I think in the first episode. And it was like, I can see your balls, you know? So anyway, we, there's, a, there's another reference to like, you know, his balls popping out of his shorts again, you know, back to that first episode, but that's it. Rupert's done. He's done. Like he was already going to be he on leaves the field with everyone calling him a wanker. It was perfect. Right. Which is like how the season opens up when they're calling Ted a wanker, like how the tables mm-hmm. have shifted. Right. Um, oh, Michelle and Henry are watching from the U S and Dr. Jacobs, like great two hours of game and maybe it'll end in zero. Oh, zero. He's, he's the worst. And he's like, he's sc- the worst scrolling his phone the whole time. And then he's like, well, great, cool. I guess something happened. And I was like, ugh. I know. He was like, is this is this the same thing as a free throw? Ugh. I'm Dr. Jake. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. I mean, I don't know. Are we led to believe that she breaks up with him? I hope so. I mean, she doesn't even have to get back together with Ted, but just just up, upgrade from that. Do you? Th- yeah, I, I assumed at the very end that they don't get back together, but that Ted is finally at peace with like, this is good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. The other thing that I want to call out that's happening in this episode is Keely. So we have we come full circle because Keely's storyline was so clunky this season, and now it ends, and she's like, 
it's like she's like back in her power. She's like walking through the locker room. There's this other scene where Roy and Jamie are like fighting over her. And they're like, you decide which one of us you want. She's like, I don't want either one of you. <laughs> like, yeah. Get out of here. Go grow up. Yeah. And then at the end, we see her and she's got like she's got this business and everybody's together, like mm-hmm. working together. Mm-hmm. And she's like giving like a good piece of feedback to somebody. And it's just like this light like enjoyable atmosphere that she's created like for her business. And I, and again, like, I know we didn't like Keely's storyline, but I I'm going back to like what I thought that they were doing. Like, I think that they were trying to say, like, we're going to show you what happens when she's like a fish out of water. And she's like doing some, she's running a business, somebody else's way. Mm-hmm. And now we get to see like what, what's happening when she's running a business her way after all these lessons that she's yeah. learned. And I, and it, yeah. And I don't know if this was what the show was intended to do, but like, that she was maybe a little rattled when Roy broke up with her kind of a little mm-hmm. bit out of the blue. And, and when his excuse in the beginning was like, it's just that we're both too busy that mm-hmm. she felt almost like, n- n- not that she felt guilty, but perhaps made to feel like, Oh, you should feel guilty that this job is taking up so much of your time and that it really, really rattled her. Um, I don't know. I don't know I've always thought that maybe that was it. And that, when she kind of realized like, no, that's Roy's bullshit. Once he finally apologizes and stuff. And like, I did nothing wrong. And in fact, when he should have been supporting me, he didn't because of his insecurities. And I could have been a badass boss if I just, I, I think that's when she like gets her mojo back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Barbara and Barbara being Barbara, like letting her hair down and just be a little weirdo that she is. I love it. Such a free. Yeah. I mean, they bring back something. <laughs> so like Barbara's in it. Higgins wife is here. Sassy makes the game. Oh, my girl, Sassy. Oh God. I love her. And uh, Rebecca's the, the guy she dated that really super boring guy. John is in the stands and like, they bring back so many um, characters here. So with how did you feel with this wrapped up where you're like oh i want more or like i'm no yeah i thought it was no i did not i thought it was like i could have a complete okay so we need to talk about the all of the different things that happened whenever the show closed um but no i did not need more and i will tell you more about this here in just a moment (laughs) of like what else what i need more of now (laughs) okay okay so we could have a whole episode dedicated to all the little tiny references that they wove into this. I like, I, if you could see what I'm looking at now, I have like a, a document with like, I don't know, like a hundred bullet points calling out all these little tiny references, which I thought were so beautiful, but that's not a good use of your time. Okay. <laughs> Cause you've probably all noticed them as well, but let's talk about sort of at the very end, care as they are like that final like whatever three minute montage where we see where everyone ends up after ted leaves and gets on the plane do you want to start rattling some things off they win by the way yeah but sports we need to do a sports thing so the team wins and it's like absolutely amazing um i am so we so rebecca goes to the airport and to go kind of like wish them goodbye so they have like this nice moment together and then and then coach beard's on the plane with ted and he really like he 
tells him, I feel like I'm abandoning you, but I need to go be with this woman that I love. So we see them separating. What else? Give me the next one. What happens? Yeah. Well, we find out that Coach Beard's name is Willis for the first time in this final episode. Um, Rebecca bumps into the hunky Dutch guy who is a pilot. Uh, a little- okay, I thought we were going to save that for the end. Oh. But that's okay. Oh, it's my absolute favorite part of the ending of this show. Gazellic. Gazellic. And-, oh. and hey, you know what? That psychic was right. She is going to have a family. It was she's wonderful. A- she's already like in love with his daughter. It's great. So that is that is what I need more of. <laughs> yeah, we need more. I need the Rebecca pilot show and like I need to know what happens after that happy ending. We need a Gazellig's spinoff. Um <laughs> Ted uh the book, Trent's book comes out, but Ted had asked him, Don't I love it, just change the title because it was named The Last Away. It was never about me. So Trent puts out a very successful book. We see him signing copies of the Richmond Way. So that's great. Trent has a new career and yada yada yada. And the story of the Richmond Way will now sort of be told and captured etc roy is named the new manager and mm. and in place of okay one little tiny reference in place of the john wooden you know pyramid that was always there that they had in ted's office he takes that down and he replaces it remember when phoebe his niece was making like charcoal drawings of nudes and the teacher mm. had to like talk to roy about it so he saved one but then just like Ted had put black tape over Keeley's nipples in that topless photo in like the first episode or so, he does the black tape over it, but he's got Phoebe's charcoal drawing of boobies up there. So funny. Um, uh, we see that eventually, we don't know how, but we know that eventually um, Sam gets to play with the Nigerian national team, which was always his dream. Um what else? Keely pitches a new idea to Rebecca. By the way, Rebecca sold 49% of the team to the fans. So yeah. fans like May and the guys at the pub now get to say they own a part of the team, which is really beautiful. Um, and then Keely pitches this new idea to create a women's team to start like a women's league. Uh, what else? We see that Roy starts therapy with Dr. Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beard marries Jane at Stonehenge. (laughs) Um, The weirdest, quirkiest wedding with Danny and he has his two girlfriends. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, of course you do, Danny. (laughs) Yeah. Beard, Roy and Nate. And now it seems like Nate might be part of the coaching crew again. They're all it's the three of them wearing the same outfit or whatever. But um, they're putting up a patched up believe sign. Right. They like taped it all up and put it back up. And then sort of it wraps up with with Ted back at home coaching Henry's soccer team, telling him to be a goldfish. Yeah, it was beautiful. They nailed it. Yeah, they did a really lovely job. Um, Let's just talk about, you know, like, again, we're kind of jumping all over the place because there's so much, so, 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 so much here. Um. But this central question, right, can people change and the sort of advice and how they were talking about it. And as that question was raised, like what what's your take on on change? Oh, my gosh, I totally think. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that you're to- you're right. Like these past three seasons, this is, this is what it's been all about. It's been changing. And um, I want to pull up. 
I want to pull up Higgins' beautiful response on this just so that I, that I get it right. So, so like in the, the locker room, when Roy finally has a moment of vulnerability <laughs> with the guys, wants to be part of the Diamond Dogs, he asked, you know, he asked everyone, he's like, do you believe people can change? And then Higgins comes with this beautiful response is the best we can do is keep asking for help and accepting it and keep moving towards better. Yeah. And I think that that's how I feel about that question is that I, it, and this is in yoga, right? Like, it's like, you're never, you're not trying to change yourself. You should never be trying to become like this, this shining version of yourself, but it's like, how do you keep moving towards the best version of yourself, but also getting back to who you truly are at your core? So like, there's like this yoga allegory where it's like, we're, we're like an onion and the whole purpose is to peel back so you can get to the core of the onion. Yeah. And I think that that's what Higgins was saying in that is that it's like, we don't, you don't need to change like who you are is fine, but you can continue to work on yourself. And that's, and that's the point of everything. Yeah. What do you think? There were, well, there was, yeah, no, I think the Higgins quotes that wrapped it up was beautiful. There was also sort of how it kicked off is that Trent's like, I don't know if we change, but maybe we just learn to accept who we are and we get better mm -hmm. at accepting it. I think that's part of it, right? That's not the whole thing. Um, and then Beard goes on about like, you can't, there is no perfect human plus perfection is boring. So to, to to put this pressure on yourself to be perfect is unrealistic, right? And then we get to this, like, the best we can do is to get better. Like, we'll never be the best, but we can get better. We can keep striving, right? Um, and we do that through asking for help and, accept, and accepting help, which means sort of acknowledging that we're not perfect, right? And so I, th I, th I thought the whole conversation was really beautiful because it really just kind of summarized so many journeys of so many characters. In Ted Lasso. Yeah. Whew. Okay. All right. What a, like, what a, I mean, yeah, we're not even, we're not even laughing in this episode. We have some episodes <laughs> where we're. It's sad. I mean, it's like, it's somber in a way, you know? Like, it's, 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 it's over. Wait, what a fun, what a fun time this was, like, unpacking the show and. Yeah. And, for and sure. having people kind of like go, come along with this conversation that you and I were having together for so long. By the way, I was on the Culture Amp uh, website because they usually put out really great um, reports. And um, if folks don't hope if you're listening to this, you probably know who Culture Amp is. They doing they like created one of the first act. I mean, as much, no matter what your opinion is on engagement surveys, they created one that was like better than the rest. And they have tons of data that they've collected over the years that they then use to like put out trans reports and blog. Anyway, so I was on, the, I was looking for a specific piece of data or something, an article. And I saw that, I think it's culture amp. I don't want to like throw them on the bus, but there was, um, they hosted some sort of podcast or something where someone like talked about the Ted Lasso way of managing versus the Logan Roy way. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah, okay. Been there, done that. <laughs> Um, you're obviously listening to us. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea better when it was mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, you know, I didn't even look at the timestamp on it. I don't know. But um, all that to say, I bring that up because I, I do, I 
joking aside, I'm not trying to be competitive. I actually think it's really great to make these topics more accessible any way you can. Absolutely. Right. We always talk that some people feel like uh, don't the word leadership or power feels really uncomfortable for them to sit with. Um, managing is can feel so scary you know, trying to prove yourself, but also being a team player can be weird and has a bunch of tensions and contradictions. And so the fact that it doesn't matter how, whether it's a book, you're always telling people to read a book, whether it's a TV show or podcast, that just to make it more accessible to remind you that we're all humans going through this. And it's not a secret society of corporate leaders. It's not. We're breaking no. it down. No, I absolutely like this, this changed the conversation. It gave a bridge for people to see things in a different way. And, and, and so many pieces of media, we do not see good examples. We do not see inspiring examples of, of what it looks like to be on a team and to be, and to have a great leader that's not obsessed with themselves or being this big, tall guy on a stage. Like we need, we're just joking about people taking this topic. Like everyone yeah, can yeah. have. We're joking. Topic. Yeah. I was like, actually really use, pleased. I was really pleased to see it all joking. Aside. Like let's, let's have a Ted Lasso conversation at every single conference and how it's different and how that should be the example that we're all moving towards because Virginia and I study this stuff all the time. I've read all of the books. She has too. Well, not, should... not, no, not nearly as many as you, but thank you. I've read, I know. I've read a small fraction. A small fraction. <laughs> I have. I, reading is my trauma response. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying that like anything that you read, there's never an example. There's never a case study of the Logan Roy leadership inspiring an organization or working. Everything comes down to empathy and getting people to work together and helping people move through their struggles. Like everything you see in Ted Lasso is actually backed up by data. And that should be the example that we're moving towards and not this, this weird, like power, like everyone being ugly to each other. That shit doesn't even work in the real world. So put Ted Lasso on all the stages. And Rebecca, actually, like put Rebecca on all the stages. Yeah. I, I love that part when they when they do win the game and uh, Sassy and and Keely Trencher's like you did this you did this. she's like no no I didn't but like she, her she her form of leadership also empowered like you know like she, she let Ted be Ted she let Ted you be know Ted. yeah and and that's often where organiz that's a big place where organizations go wrong is that they do not let their leaders actually lead in their They're style. And their style, they're micromanaging and not giving any power to the people who are leading other leaders or leading teams. And th it was, it was Rebecca. She let people be themselves. Whereas, but she also like when it when it counted, she like gave the tough feedback to to yeah. Ted, to Roy, to Higgins, you know, like to Keeley, because she cared deeply, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's try to leave this on an upbeat note. As much as our Ted Lasso chats, um, I'm sure we'll reference it all the time, but our, our dedication to Ted Lasso episodes is ending. We have some fun stuff, right? We're going to do The Bear season two. Mm -hmm, definitely. I know. I feel like we can, we got to tee up another, well, there's a- We're going to have, 
We're going to have a lot of really fun guests on here too. I think that's a change that you're going to see in the podcast is that we're going to bring, bring people on. Of course, we'll still talk about fun things that are going on in television, but we'll also talk about organizational leadership. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a bunch. And I would also just say like, thank you everyone who's listened. Like this is such a, it's such an honor that anyone who's listened to all these episodes. And I know that there's so many people out there that have like, it's, it's just, it's crazy to think about. So thank you for coming along this journey with us. Yeah. It's really beautiful. I mean, this could, this crazy idea we had, that was just this fun creative outlet for us has also been really great to feel connected to this bigger conversation, bigger community. And, and every time someone reaches out and is like, oh my gosh, I just started a new job and you have no idea how helpful this podcast, like I, oh, it makes us feel so good. Yeah. It's fall off the couch crying kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so long, farewell for now. We will be back, but so long and farewell to our beloved Ted Lasso. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we want to keep the conversation going. Share your leadership stories with us, whether they're dreams come true or some nightmares you want to talk through. You can visit us at poponleadership.com or over at Instagram at poponleadership. And a very special thanks to our friends and family who have supported us from the beginning and to Pam Rodriguez, who helped make this crazy dream a reality. Thank you. See you next time.